Dedicated missionary service returns a dividend of eternal joy, which extends throughout mortality and into eternity. I want it absolutely clear that I declared to the world in the most straightforward language I could summon that the Book of Mormon is true. True disciples of Jesus Christ are willing to stand out, speak up, and be different. If you're not a full-time missionary with a missionary badge pinned on your coat, now is the time to paint one on your heart. God has something unimaginable in mind for you personally and the church collectively. A marvelous work and a wonder. In this church, what we know will always trump what we do not know. Missionary work is an identifying feature of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Always has it been, ever shall it be. Let us be awake and not be wary of well-doing, for we are laying the foundation of a great work, even preparing for the return of the Savior. Hello, all you future missionaries. Welcome back to the Mission Prep Podcast. My name is Jaron, and I am your return missionary. Here, I talk a little bit about what it's like to serve a mission for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, with the hope of giving you some insights into what missions are all about and how you can be better prepared as you take off on this journey yourself. So to do this, I share some stories, give some advice, and provide gospel insights that helped me as a missionary And while it's nice and fun to hear me blabber on with my own thoughts, my real reason for being here is to help connect you guys with other preparing missionaries around the world. So to do this, I hope to facilitate a conversation by sharing your own thoughts, advice, questions, stories, jokes, riddles, whatever it may be here on the podcast. And yes, note how I said your own, not mine, but yours. This means that I'm asking you guys to get in touch with me so that I can get you in touch with other future missionaries around the world. All you have to do is email me at missionprepodcast at gmail.com, and you can find the link for that email in the description for the podcast. If you have gospel questions, feel free to ask. If you want to share your story, share it with us. If you have advice to give, please give it. If you have a funny story, then guys, just humor us. If you have a mission call, we all want to know where you're going. Tell us what you're excited about. Tell us what you're nervous about. What challenges are you overcoming and how are you doing it? If it's worth sharing on here and you guys want me to share it, then by all means, I'm going to share it. Now that that is out of the way, if you haven't listened to the last episode, then put this one on hold for a minute and go listen to that one. And for those of you who have already listened, I quickly want to clarify a couple of things before we move on to what we will be going over in this episode. First thing that I want to clarify for you guys is I think it's important to mention that we all most likely have lots of different reasons for serving a mission. They can range anywhere from getting your nagging parents off your back to because you love Jesus Christ and you want to follow him. There may be times where we are motivated by reasons that fall somewhere close to the nagging parent zone, and there are other times when we are sincerely motivated by Christ-like love. If you have decided to serve a mission, then I'm willing to bet that at one point or another, you have probably had both quote-unquote types of reasons motivating you. If I'm right on the mark, then welcome to the club, guys. You're normal. And I'm not necessarily saying that you have those specific reasons, but you get the point. I mean, most guys only go on a mission anyway because their girlfriends won't marry them if they don't. Am I right? 
Secondly, I want to point out to you all that the overarching fact of life is that we are all fallen mortals. Yes, not only missionaries, but every human being is constantly fighting to have all the right reasons for doing the right thing. Of course, we want to try and have all the right motivations for doing the right things. Otherwise, we would be no different than the hypocritical Pharisees in Jesus' time. And we all know what he thought about them. But that still doesn't mean that that will always happen. As I've mentioned in the previous episode, sometimes our fire is very small or even non-existent. And so it's not ready to have those big logs thrown onto it yet. I mean, imagine a Boy Scout trying to light a fire and all he does is throw a bunch of logs in a pile and then hold a match up to it. If you're having a hard time feeling motivated by the best reasons for serving a mission, then you have to first start with the kindling and then add some sticks and then maybe some chopped up logs. And then finally, you are ready for those full-size logs. Remember, the kindling and the sticks are supposed to be motivation that is powerful in the short term. For example, sometimes to roll out of the bed in the morning and get to work, it'll take those kindling-type reasons of social pressure from your companion to get you up in the morning. And I mean, if you're like me, then most likely you're not feeling much Christ-like love motivating you at all, let alone first thing in the morning. That's a fire that I have to try and start every day. Or it could be the positive social pressure from loving family and friends to serve a mission in the first place. Of course, these kindling-like reasons aren't meant to last very long. They are just meant to get us going. The point is, is that motivation can usually be pretty hard to find, and so starting small is what will get us to where we want to be. If you have a vision for where you want to go and are trying to get there, then it's okay to acknowledge that you aren't there yet. Keep working at it and eventually you will find that you have a healthy dose of that greeny fire that you're looking for and you will have those reasons that will keep your fire going long term. And if you really want to get that fire started fast and keep it going, I've got a suggestion for you all. Just write down reasons why you want to serve a mission on little 3x5 cards and put them in your pocket. Review them throughout the day and just see what happens. Again, you don't have to do this. This is just a suggestion. Okay, thank you guys for letting me make that clarification. Now let's just dive right into the main part of this episode. While reasons for serving a mission will be varied between missionaries, you all share the same purpose. And that's exactly what I want to talk about today. What is your purpose as a missionary? So to thoroughly answer this question, we'll need to break it down a little. And to do that, we need to dive a little deeper into why missionary work even exists. Of course, the short and sweet answer would sound something like, Oh, well, we do missionary work to bring others to Christ. And that's exactly right. But why just accept that and stop there? Why not think a little more deeply and give that answer the attention that it deserves? Well, here we're going to do just that. So in order to understand something in its simplicity, we need to know it very deeply. It needs to be looked at and examined from every angle. Primary answers like this are great, but along with read scriptures, pray, and go to church, Too often, they become canned answers. This means that they are just up there on the shelf, packed away in a neat little package, ready to go, and when the time is right, we just pull them right off and whip them out without giving it any thought. Those are still the right answers, don't get me wrong, but now it's time to make those answers our own and not somebody else's. Your personal conviction relies on your willingness to do your own digging rather than simply relying on the answers that others have given you. So I hope that as we do a little digging together, that you'll be able to go off on your own and do it yourself with other gospel questions and topics. So back to your purpose as a missionary, bringing others to Christ. 
Well, why do we even need to bring others to Christ? Can't they just go on happily living their lives as they are? I mean, most people seem pretty happy to me. Pretty much everyone I run into seems to have their life together and they seem to be good people. So why do they need the gospel? Well, the unfortunate truth is that even if you do see that these well-off people could use the gospel, most likely they're not going to see that. So then why do missionary work? Well, first off, first impressions really can't tell us much about a person. So if someone does seem to have their life together, that doesn't necessarily mean that they aren't looking for something better. In fact, I think it would be safe to assume that pretty much everybody is looking for something better. Because the truth is that there really is something better out there for every one of these people. And you have it. Most of the time, they just don't know where to find it. Does that sound familiar? What does that scripture and doctrine and covenant say? They are only kept from the truth because they know not where to find it? These people may be living great lives, but the truth is, is that Heavenly Father has something so much better for them. Just like you, that is why they chose to come here. In the pre-mortal realm, they didn't want to settle for the telestial or the terrestrial. Both these kingdoms are, well, kingdoms, but why settle for the light of the moon or the stars when we can have the light of the sun? S-O-N. They wanted all that Heavenly Father intended to give them, and you guys have the sacred privilege of showing them the way. Everyone really wants what the Savior has to offer. They just don't know it yet, or they don't know how to obtain it. Everyone really wants the gospel. You just have to help them see that. You're the one called to help them remove that veil from their eyes. And only the gospel can bring them the joy and happiness that they truly seek. And so it is up to you to be able to teach the gospel of Jesus Christ with clarity, power, and conviction to provide others the opportunity to exercise their agency to choose to accept the Savior's call to follow him. So now that we understand a little bit better why we need to invite others to come to Christ, we need to answer the question of how. Well, Preach My Gospel clearly states your purpose as a missionary and it helps us understand not only the what of your purpose, but also the how. It says that your purpose as a missionary is to invite others to come unto Christ. This would be the what. And here's the how. By helping them receive the restored gospel through faith in Jesus Christ and his atonement, repentance, baptism, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end. I must admit that I am tempted to glean over the missionary purpose without giving it any second thought because as a missionary, I had to recite this over and over again. This is something that we did at the beginning of every district meeting. And you will do the same on your mission. That way you never forget it. But here, we need to talk about it a little bit more because it presents more questions that we need to answer. Questions such as, what is the restored gospel? And how do I help people receive it? I'll let you do some searching on your own to answer the first question. Maybe you guys can make it a focus of your studies this week to understand on a deeper level than you already do what the restored gospel of Jesus Christ really is and why we need it. Now, let's get to the second question. How do I help people receive the restored gospel? Well, the missionary purpose makes it obvious that people come unto Christ through exercising faith in him by repenting, receiving the ordinance of baptism under the proper authority, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, and enduring to the end. Initially, what is unclear, though, is how we, as missionaries, help people to take these steps. It's not like you can force them or trick them. 
No, this has to be something that they must do on their own. You guys, you cannot do it for them. Ultimately, they are going to be the ones responsible for their own conversion to Jesus Christ, not you. So what is your role in all of this then? Well, four different times in the Doctrine and Covenants, Jesus repeats the command to say nothing but repentance unto this generation. When the Savior gives us the call to follow him, he is really just telling us to repent. In fact, the very reason he came to this world and died for us is so that we could repent and be cleansed of our sins. The very purpose of the gospel is to cleanse us from our sins. So helping people receive the restored gospel of Jesus Christ means helping people to repent. As a missionary, you will do this by helping them make and keep commitments. You will teach them gospel doctrine and principles with the intention that they will take action based on what you teach them. As it is with you, it is also not enough for them to simply be hearers of the word only. They must also become doers of the word. You are not just there to teach them the gospel. You are there to show them how to live it. And their understanding of what you will teach them will depend largely on their own willingness to show their own faith. As recorded in John chapter 7, Jesus declares that if any man will do his will, he shall know of the doctrine. This means that it is crucial that they make commitments to pray about what you teach them and read the Book of Mormon with the intention to make changes in their lives. It is important that they clearly understand that you are not just there to teach them a nice message. You are there to help them repent and to make sacred covenants with God. And the greatest of all the commitments you invite them to make is also central to your purpose as a missionary, that of baptism and confirmation. Down H. Oaks has said, We do not preach and teach in order to bring people into the church or to increase the membership of the church. We do not preach and teach just to persuade people to live better lives. We invite all to come unto Christ by repentance and baptism and confirmation in order to open the doors of the celestial kingdom to the sons and daughters of God. No one else can do this. So, you guys, you can't be shy and beat around the bush when trying to help your investigators make commitments. They need to know your intentions from the get-go. You need to have a clear understanding of what your purpose as a missionary is so they have a clear understanding of why you are even there. So you've got to be upfront and be bold. You are there to find the people that are ready. And at some point or another, everyone will come to the time in their life when they are ready. As I've said before, deep down, everyone wants what the Savior has to offer. But that doesn't mean that everyone you meet will be ready to take it at that point in their lives. So don't worry and don't get discouraged if they don't. If you have taken the time you need with an investigator to clearly teach them the gospel and help them feel the witness of the Holy Ghost, and it is still clear that they aren't willing to make commitments, then it's time to move on and find those who are. They will have their time, it just may be down the road. So wipe the dust off your feet and move on. While you are on the Lord's errand, you can have the confidence that he will lead you to those people in your area who are ready. Have faith that that will happen and you guys will see so many miracles. In the meantime, remember what your purpose as a missionary is and you will find clear direction in the work that you guys do. Thank you everyone for joining me on this episode of the Mission Prep Podcast. If you have any questions about anything that we've discussed, remember that you can email me at missionpreppodcast at gmail.com. If not, then I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Peace.